0: Are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037 The Buzz. Dot com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. It's been a pretty great Tuesday. Kind of slow, though, in the sports world, but that's all right because there's always something going on in Razorback Land that we can always break down and talk about. And to help us do it, let's go ahead and welcome in of Channel 5 up in Northwest Arkansas, Jacob Seuss, who does a fine job covering all things sports up there. Jacob, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing?
0: John, thanks for having me. Yeah, like you said, slow week this week, but it gives us a chance to step back Kind of enjoy the baseball, enjoy football, look at the
1: landscape of uh, all the good stuff we have coming up. Yeah, and it's really good right now, I know, for Razorback fans to be watching this baseball team. And I think that that's kind of what's on everybody's mind right now, which was funny because for a bit, it seemed like even after the basketball season ended, there was still a lot of basketball news. And then you had spring football kind of finally come to an end after the spring game. And now that both of those major sports have slowed down, I think everyone's now starting to focus on baseball, which I know a lot of people are paying attention to it, but I feel like now people are really going all in and, and trying to really focus in on this uh, baseball team. And it helps when you're the number one team in the country too.
0: Yeah, and I know they're, they're increasing their capacity again uh, in the next couple of weeks. So you're going to have more and more fans at the ballpark. The weather's getting better, like we were talking about. If your allergies aren't too bad, but you can get down to Bogle, get down to Bomb Walker, because those are the two two things going on right now. But yeah, like like you said, basketball and football, we had our fun, the spring game, the transfers, but now they kind of dip into that those couple months where we don't really hear as much, maybe a peep now and then, but the focus now is baseball and softball regionals, they're gonna be here before you know it. And both these teams are more than ready. Uh, for for the playoffs.
1: So what's it been like at Channel 5 as far as, you know, the coverage? Because I know you have a lot of interactions with people and all that. I mean, or do you start to see a lot of the baseball side of things, like people talking more about it now? Or has it been pretty consistent throughout the season?
0: I'd say it's actually been pretty consistent. You have those diehard baseball fans that were there, you know, in late February, March, even the days that uh, I didn't want to make the trek out there because it was cold basketball was still going strong and they're still there when it's uh 80 degrees and sunny but you also have the people you know that that jump around i think it helps that the other sports are uh in the off season but people are ready for the uh you know the the final stretch of this this baseball run. I know only four SEC series left and then hopefully fingers crossed we're going to be able to host a regional here and by then Bomb Walker's going to be almost at 100% capacity. So people are ready, people are going to be there and they should be. I mean, if you're if you have the number 1 team in the country and you don't show up, I mean, what do you do? And I know this team has been really good in the past, but it it doesn't get any better than number 1.
1: Yeah, and it's cool too just to see uh, like college baseball in general I think has grown with the Razorbacks in a way of like people, I remember going to a game as a kid, like back in like 2002, like even actually before then, like 1999, because I remember like Scott Hody and that, and I remember going to that and it was kind of cool because there was a it was at Baum Stadium at the time and it had just been built and it was pretty new and there were some people there and some people watching it and you know cheering on and all that, but now to see just how big baseball is and and college baseball and how many people not only here in Arkansas follow it, but you're talking about like every single time an Arkansas Razorback team faces off against another SEC team, even on the road, it's like there's no drop off. There's a ton of fans. There's a ton of energy. uh, They're a top 10, top 15 team every single time, it seems like. And, and so it's just become really cool that not only has college baseball become uh, as popular as it is, especially down here in the South and especially in the SEC But the fact that the Razorbacks are right there in the mix of everything where they're the number one team right now and it doesn't look like they have any signs of slowing up. So it's just kind of cool for I know for Razorback fans to be able to be a part of it while also uh, being number one and kind of having some bragging rights there, too.
0: Yeah, I think social media has done a great job in really increasing the popularity of college baseball, not just this year, but probably in the last four or five years. I don't know if you follow the account Cespitas Barbecue on Twitter, but that Twitter account is huge for hyping up, you know, the best of the best major league baseball plays. And he's been all over Arkansas baseball this year, especially Robert Moore. Every time he hits a tank, you can find it on that. That Twitter account. But yeah, social media is all over college baseball. The SEC is all over the Razorbacks. The one thing that I I will complain about is they've been on the SEC Network Plus too much. The number one team in the country deserves to be on the SEC Network a lot more than Arkansas has. Um, And I know Vanderbilt's a a lot of fun. I know they have Rocker, they have Lighter. That's what people want to see. But they've been a consistent top five all year. I want to see Arkansas number one more on the regular SEC network. I know they have a couple games coming up with LSU. I think maybe one on ESPNU, one on the SEC network. But if you're the number one team in the country, you know, and you're in that network has that team, you should be exposing them more than they are. You should be really driving that. And I know they have a lot to run through because the SEC, I mean, runs college baseball. But uh, come on, give a, give a little love to the number one team in the country.
1: No, it's funny you bring that up because I'm with you on that, and it's. I, I keep wanting to think it's just maybe a sheer coincidence that maybe Arkansas is just they're so good, or at least they're they're getting credit for being so good that they're trying to highlight or feature other teams besides Arkansas. Like that's what I want to believe, but it certainly has seemed like Arkansas's got it's tough short- to believe
0: that. Though. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's like it's like they got the short end of the stick. Like I feel like sometimes the SEC in particular they 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 have an obsession with Vanderbilt, like you for the points you mentioned. I feel like they have way too much of an obsession with Ole Miss because of the. Personalities and TikTok videos.
0: Right. And that, that, after that, this last weekend, that needs to stop. I don't want to see Ole Miss on the regular SEC network anymore.
1: Yeah. Like they've, I think they've lost like four straight SEC series, something like that. So, like, you don't want to see that. And, you know, they, they, they feature LSU a lot because they're kind of the historical team that's been around a lot. And so it, it just seems like that. And then on top of the fact that there's been multiple times this year that, I have felt personally, maybe you have felt the same way, that Arkansas has gotten screwed over in uh, individual awards. Like, you know, now giving Kevin Cops Pitcher of the Week this past weekend uh, when he won National Player of the Week and other awards. Or Matt Goodhart just uh, last week. It's five home runs in five games, but they give SEC Player of the Week to a Bama player who went 6 of 14. Like, those are the things where it just starts to mount up and you start wondering, like, is there something to this? Like, is there something about Arkansas that – maybe the sec is just doesn't like are they boring to the sec do they not move the needle enough because yeah. it certainly seems like for the number one team in the country and who has been number one more so than not this past seat or this season it certainly seems like the sec doesn't really care about that and want to feature everybody else
0: yeah it's not about the stats it's about it. it's a popularity contest i mean it's If you see random SEC hats from people that aren't fans, you know, you're going to see LSU, you're going to see Bama, you're going to see maybe Ole Miss. Not a lot of people are going to be, you know, really high on Arkansas who aren't Arkansas fans. But I think that's also what makes it more special. It's kind of Arkansas versus everyone. And the only way that they're going to really beat that is to, to win the whole thing. Go to the College World Series, be the last team standing that, you know what? We have the trophy. You can't talk about Ole Miss. You can't talk about LSU because we won the whole thing. I mean, they're they're the clear cut best team in the SEC right now. And they're, they're not getting all the love, which is, is sad, but I think, you know, that could get fuels the fans. It fuels uh, hopefully the players. And they notice that too. I don't know how much they, they, you know, take that in or not, but it's something that you could, you could use. And I think for the Arkansas fan base, as annoying as it is, it's also kind of fun. It's, it's, Arkansas versus not even the SEC, it's Arkansas versus everyone. I mean, if Matt Goodhart two weeks ago isn't going to win SEC Player of the Week, no Arkansas player this whole season is going to win SEC Player of the Week by themselves.
1: We'll continue our discussion with Jacob Seuss of 5 News here in just a second. But first, I've got to tell you about rockauto.com and how they're a family-owned business serving auto park customers online for 20 years, and they have all different types of makes and models to choose from when it comes to stocking all of your car parts. And if you go to rockauto.com, you'll see the catalog that they have is very unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the car parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications and also the prices that you need. And best of all, they're always reliably low when it comes to their prices. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the car parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: Locked on
1: Razorbacks, the daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. You know, Jacob, uh, we were talking you know, about the uh, whole thing with SEC and how it seems like there could be some bias or anything like that. But I think it's also maybe just from some people's perspective that Arkansas is, is the number one team and they deserve to be number one, but they don't feel like a number one team. And what I mean by that is that they're, they're not just like a team. like In 2018, when Arkansas made that College World Series run to the finals, it was like Arkansas was a great team. But what made them stand out and why people gave them so much credit and said this team is next level is because of their r- pitching rotation. They had a guy in Blaine Knight that won every single game. He went undefeated that year. Uh, they had Casey Murphy come in a- on the second day and have a-, a fantastic record. And then their Sunday starter was Isaiah Campbell, who was good enough to be a Friday starter on most teams. But it seemed like those were the things why everyone talked about. Now this year, it's like the hitting is awesome. The offense is awesome. And the pitching, you have so much talent and so much depth there. But you don't have like that one guy or that one dude that you can go out and throw and say, hey, give us seven innings, six or seven innings, and every Friday night you know you're going to get it from them. But – it's like they have so many options, though. It's almost like they don't need to have those Friday starters that are just awesome because, hey, if he's not working out, get him out. And there's somebody that can step in and do just as good.
0: Yeah, to the compliment of the offense, and we've seen it, they're never out of any game. They're down two runs. They're down eight runs. You're never going to count them out of any game. But the pitching does concern me. I mean, regional start tomorrow. Tomorrow's game one at Bomb Walker. Who's starting? Who's starting game one? I think right now you'd probably have to go Wicklander just based off of how he pitched against South Carolina, but they've been Jekyll and Hyde, Wicklander, Paulette, Lockhart, you know, maybe getting Connor Nolan back in relief this weekend just to see how he looks. A lot of guys have been really good at times, and they really haven't been good at times. And out of the bullpen, no one has been dominant except for Cops. I mean, Wiggins has phenomenal stuff. We see it every time. He lights up the radar gun, but he hasn't had that dominant performance on a consistent basis so when you get to the college world series when you get to super regionals and you're playing the best offenses in the country how is arkansas gonna fare i'm not sure the fact that they're still winning games in the sec against you know perennial top 10 teams on a weekend basis Makes me feel a little better about the pitching staff, but they also need to give them innings too. It's not necessarily about shutting them down. In my opinion, if you can get a starter to go six innings, three runs on a nightly basis, the Hogs are probably going to win that game just because of the offense. But when you're pulling Paulette in the fourth inning and you need the bullpen to go the rest of the way, that's just asking for trouble. Not because they have a bad bullpen, but to ask six or seven guys to be on their very best and expect that, that's really tough. I I do like the way that, They've been working the bullpen though. You know, they're not gonna leave any guy out there too long. They, like you said, they have the depth to to, you know, you don't have your best stuff. I saw that in the first or second batter. I can go to the I can go to the next next pitcher. But one thing that I have to critique DVH on, I didn't like Zeb Vermillion this past weekend or I guess end of the week coming in with the bases loaded. I think it's hard for these guys to transition like that when you're starting on mostly a, a weekly basis to all of a sudden you're coming out of the bullpen which is hard enough but to come out of the bullpen with the bases loaded and one out when you're normally a starter and say okay get us out of this jam i would like i would like to see the relievers in more traditional reliever situations compared to you know if you need Zeb Vermillion out of the bullpen start him with a with the fresh innings i do think it's tough on these guys i'm curious to see lyle lockhart out of the bullpen which we didn't see this past weekend. And who knows if he'll be starting this weekend, but that's, that's a lot on these guys to be starting for a couple weekends. And then all of a sudden you're in the bullpen. Good luck.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because – and I'm not going to try to dive into the mind of Dave Van Horn or anything because mm-hmm. obviously he's uh, he's a lot better at coaching <laughs> baseball than me. But, yeah,
0: see, he's, he's been here for a reason for that long.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and he's at the pinnacle right now or the peak of his coaching performance uh, as at Arkansas, no doubt. But it's almost like – and this is my assumption. It's almost like he came into the season knowing he had a lot of talented pitchers, but he was like, all right, well, at some point – it's going to figure itself out. At some point, one of these guys is going to step up, or two of these guys are going to step up and be like, I'm taking the reins, I'm the guy, and we're going to roll from there and then adjust around that. Because that's what it's happened before in previous years. But it's like, I don't think it ever happened. Like Nobody ever settled themselves. And we're looking at the how deep this team has made it into the season so far, where you're talking about just a few SEC series left in the regular season. I, I'm wondering if maybe he was just like, well, that didn't work. So instead of hoping to figure it out or one of these guys figures it out, I'm just gonna kind of take control of it and act, you know, not not saying that he doesn't trust any of them, but just to say, I'm not going I'm not gonna mess around. I'm not gonna wait for you to step up. I'm not gonna wait for that anymore, because we're at this point in the season. If you're not getting it done, you're out. And I'm gonna get somebody that'll that'll step right in. So I, I wonder if that's part of the reason why maybe he he gives such a short leash, or maybe puts guys in positions where they're at now. Because again, there's there's a lot of talent there, but since you don't have those one or two or three guys that have stepped up, it's kind of a hodgepodge every week where it's like, uh, you, as long as you can just give me a little bit, give me give me two or three innings, and we'll move on to the next guy. Or uh, with Kevin Cops in the situation, like they know, hey, we bring this guy in in the seventh inning. as long as we have a lead, we're going to be good. We're going to win this game. So I've just always wondered that maybe he, Dave Van Horn, has had to make the adjustment on the fly during the season because since no one stepped up, he's just gone all in on this system where, hey, we're just going to rotate guys in and out and whoever brings the best stuff is who stays in.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes I think maybe, maybe we're underestimating these starters that they haven't been peak performance, but you're playing a top 10 team every week. If Wicklander can go seven innings, one run against South Carolina and look the way he did. Well, that excites me for a regional when you're playing a team that you know is a lot worse than South Carolina, at least on paper. So yeah, I, I totally agree that Dave Van Horn, you know, he's he's okay with mixing and matching. We've seen it with which relievers he uses every weekend. We've seen it with the way he does starters. Lyle Lockhart, besides this past weekend, was the only sure thing in the rotation. He was mixing the one and two every week. Which is fine. No one has earned the, the spot of the Friday night or the, the second game starter. And I think he's keeping these guys on their toes and, and keeping it a competition, which which may come handy during uh, during playoff time. And maybe that's when we'll finally see someone step up and be dominant when it means the means the most.
1: We'll continue our discussion with Jacob Seuss of Channel 5 up in Northwest Arkansas here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.ag, and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing right now, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week has tons of sports action on the go. The NFL Draft is on as well as the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info of all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and of course UFC and MMA action as well. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting nudes, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Just don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get back into the game and get ready for the teams as they prep for the run. Runs to the playoff, and if you head to the website right now at betonline.ag, use your mobile device and sign up today for 50% of your welcome bonus off on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts.
0: You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
1: right, Jacob, I know we talked a lot about uh, baseball, but I do want to bring up a few things with football because we know it's nothing's really big going on, and we know last week was about the Mike Woods news and him transferring out. But the NFL draft's coming up, and I'm just curious about it because I've asked this question to many people. Does anybody at Arkansas get drafted this year? Because they've got a good run where they've had players drafted, and they've had a good run of of whether it's late rounds or whatever, they've still – Always had a player drafted. It seems like, but I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I'm struggling to try to look at any of these guys and say, "Yeah, this is a draftable player right now."
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is my my first NFL draft here with Arkansas, and you know, I'm gonna gonna start it off by saying, "Does anyone care?" I don't think that Arkansas fans really even care at this point about about the NFL draft, and how can you blame them? I mean, besides Darren McFadden in 2008, they've had one first round pick. You know serviceable guy in frank rag now but besides that you're looking at the same thing every year four five six seven day three of the nfl draft i mean you got to be a real diehard to be sitting there you know saturday afternoon with with day three on and if arkansas does have anyone drafted that's when it's gonna be i mean jonathan marshall he could have a i could see him getting picked up in the in the fifth sixth round and being a being a, a good nfl talent felipe franks I have a really hard time seeing him get drafted um, or sticking around with any team being any more than a uh, a practice squad, maybe a, a third string quarterback. And that's no disrespect to Franks; he came to Arkansas and did a tremendous job last year. I just don't see that translating to to the NFL. And and Raheem Boyd obviously has his moments. He definitely has a lot of potential there. Um, I see him getting taken again in between five, six, seven. I think Franks, um, Marshall, and Boyd are all they're all Saturday afternoon guys. Um, And, you know, take that, take that for what it is. There are five, six, seven guys in the NFL that have had very good careers. There are a lot that are out of the league in two years. Um, So I guess that's up to them at that point. They've, they've created their, their, their moment to this point, getting to the NFL. And that's up for them to keep that story going. If they, if they want to be a surprise, you know, six round pick that, that really makes an impact on the team. But, Either way, whether whether they get drafted or not, is it exciting? Not really.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. It's like it's it's not surprising, but it's just kind of a, a great indication of what Razorback football has been over the past few years, sadly. You know, it's it's one thing to, of course, you know, talk about Chad Morris and how awful he was, which he was, and it was a horrible, horrible disaster. But at the same time, though, a lot of the reason that a tribute is because the talent was not there. Now, was the talent there to go 2-10? and ten? No. But you didn't have NFL talent. Uh, I mean, if it's just crazy because it, it seemed like, especially under Brett Biela, even, where the teams may not have put forth great years – you always had guys get drafted high. You mentioned, you know, Frank Ragnow and, and a few offensive linemen that got drafted. Uh, you, you think about, you know, a guy like an Alex Collins or Jonathan Williams in that regard. On defense, think about uh, Trey Flowers and Dietrich Wise. Like you, it's, you had guys that were very draftable. Dre Greenlaw is another one that's doing really well. Like you had that, and again, it, it just shows you that there's a lot more problems than what Arkansas had than just Chad Morris. They just didn't have talent too, at least high-level NFL talent. And I think that Sam Pittman is going to try to, you know, change that up because if there's one thing that works probably best for recruiting is being able to go to somebody in, in, their, in their living room and say, hey, if you come here, I'm going to get you to the next level. Uh, Arkansas has not had that yet, and I think Sam Pittman can help that out. But that's got to be a very big importance is not only getting guys to perform well on the field, but also – getting guys very draftable in the NFL so it can help for recruiting in future years.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's all about recruiting. I mean, Alabama and Kentucky basketball, if you look at those two, they recruit guys that whether they have a peak performance in, in their couple of years in college, whether they deliver a national championship or not, you know going into college, those are going to be first round picks, second round at most. Arkansas, they just don't have those guys that right off the bat, they have three and four stars that you develop into these talents that great for them they're being being drafted in the in the middle rounds but i think sam Pittman is doing a tremendous job on the recruiting trail of getting those guys that are coming into school with just just a little more talent just uh, another star or two who have the potential to be higher picks right off the bat that kind of have that raw natural talent that you're not developing them once they get to college because if you have those guys they could be great great college talents, but it's hard to turn a two- or a three-star into a flashy Devontae Smith first-round NFL pick, and that's what these high-end SEC teams are able to do. The Bama's, the LSU's, the Georgia's, that they're going to have their name called, you know, look at Alabama, three times probably uh, Thursday night.
1: Yeah, something like that. I think so. I mean, it's just... (laughs) Like I, I wonder, like if if you if uh, like a team like Arkansas could they ever get close to what some of these other teams do, especially with Bama and and, uh, right. and in the and being in the SEC helps because we know that the SEC produces the most NFL draftees, but still they Arkansas's got a long way to go. And uh, for those <laughs> you that are hoping that somebody gets drafted, maybe maybe there'll be somebody and a few surprises there, but. Uh, it's definitely a long way to go before Arkansas can get a first-round pick. Yes, they're something. getting there, though. Yeah.
0: Sam Pittman, he, he's working on it, and they're getting there.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you had, like, who knows, maybe a Traylon Burks next, next year in the draft. He'll be draft eligible. Maybe he'll be right. good enough to go first round. Who knows? But – uh, this year probably not going to be the case. Well, Jacob, man, appreciate you joining us. It's always good to catch up with you. Talk a lot of Razorback stuff, and uh, I'm yeah, sure we'll always
0: always a good time here on the Lockdown.
1: That, that's right, man. That's right. It's it, it's always about being fun and being entertaining, man. We appreciate, it, and we'll catch up with you sometime soon.
0: Thanks, John. Appreciate it. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.